Proverbs 11, verses 24 through 26. One gives freely, yet grows all the richer. Another withholds what he should give and only suffers want. Whoever brings blessing will be enriched, and one who waters will himself be watered. The people curse him who holds back grain, but a blessing is on the head of him who sells it. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Another great day with the billy bean gazing at me from across the table. I'm enjoying being (laughs) proverbial with you, Will. Dude, we are being so proverbial. So, so proverbial. And, uh, you know, some of these, I'll I'll, I'll be honest, I'll be transparent. Uh, Sometimes, you know, these proverbs can be a little hard to squeeze Mm. milk out of Mm. for an extended amount of time. But today... Uh, you know, not only are we doing kind of a bigger handful, but I love this theme, which is sort of like the cyclical shape of um, God's blessing and favor. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, once again, this is one of those weird things where uh, we can't we can't over, you know, sort of manipulate this into a false uh, sense of prosperity. Yep. But there's a clear principle in scripture uh, that generosity has this sort of uh, uh, circular motion. Yep. That you know God shows blessing and favor to us, and as we are generous with that blessing and favor, and show it and share it with others, um, you know, it brings joy to our Father to only increase um, that blessing and favor. And so here we see it in twenty four, twenty five, and twenty six. Uh, this idea that. The more we give, the more we gain. So, Billy, um, this is a really powerful and empowering sort of thing for us to wrap our minds around. What are your thoughts on uh, generosity as we see it in Proverbs 11 today? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it's important to note that when we read Proverbs, you know, as a whole, really as a whole, I mean, Proverbs is kind of making sort of these general observations Mm -hmm. about how God generally works in his sort of spiritual economy. Mm -hmm. And this is one of those passages where I think it's just kind of this general or a simple observation about generosity. Um, You know, those who are, are generous will, will live with a greater measure of joy, a greater measure of blessing, a greater measure of peace. Mm -hmm. Um, but the key, the key sort of warning here is not to assume material or financial, Mm. you know, material or financial blessings to be the return. Mm -hmm. And so, um, but at the same time, this passage does say that it does promise that good will come to those who use their blessings to bless others. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's what we need to kind of navigate and discuss is like, what, what is the nature of the blessings that we'll receive? Mm-hmm. And, and um, what, what is, what is this passage really implying? Yeah. And it is one of those um, general wisdom principles, you know, um, David Dieter um, once told me that, you know, he, he was a, uh, recently retired, but started an accounting firm. He's kind of been dealing with other people's money for a long time. And, you know, once he kind of remarked uh, to me and another person that um, all the people he'd ever encountered who were really generous, mm-hmm. like maybe even daringly generous, none of them were in financial straits. Mm. And so there is this sort of uh, like real practical bent mm-hmm. where, uh, you know, and I think of the, autobiography of George Mueller, um, which is kind of this classic Christian, um, autobiography. 
of uh, this English minister who started an orphanage and he, he lived very generously and also very driven by prayer and faith. And um, there, there is this kind of principle that if you're connected to the church and to other Christians, you will see play out um, that to be open-handed with what God gives you. And again, this, I think you're totally right. This extends far outside of financial mm-hmm. um, gifts, but to wisdom and discipleship, to time and talents and treasures, um, to be open-handed with those things uh, really does like enhance sort of the, this spiritual enrichment of, of, you know, and I think why it's because you're aligning yourself with the heart of God. You're Amen. aligning yourself with Jesus. Yeah. And uh, you know, what, what greater riches is there than to live a life where you're aligning yourself um, with the sacrificial um, kindness and faith that is displayed in, in the life of Christ. So what, what else do you see kind of in these passages, Billy? Yeah. What's interesting is in those first two verses, 24 and 25, it's kind of speaking of this, this, um, this, uh, generosity that's coming out of abundance. And I think Mm -hmm. it's implied that, you know, I I think that we can deduce from this, that all of us have an abundance, uh, in some way, shape or form, whether it's, you know, materially or through the gifts that the Lord has given us, all of us have something that we can give, um, to bless others. Yeah. So there's this kind of general, um, uh, generosity that it calls all of us to, and it obviously doesn't imply, I don't think it assumes that the person who's giving here is necessarily rich, mm-hmm. but all of us are rich in some way. Yeah. And, and so there's kind of this call to be a blessing to others so that we will be enriched. The one who waters himself will be watered. I think there's some spiritual implications there. Yeah. But what's interesting is in verse 26, all of a sudden we go to um, not people who just have give freely out of the abundance that they have, but now it's going to sort of the the marketplace. Yeah, The people who curse him who holds back grain, uh, there are the people curse him, the the seller, the, the business owner uh, in the marketplace who holds back his product, his grain. Um, but a blessing is on the head of him who sells it. Yeah, It's kind of interesting. Okay, so there's blessing on the person who just sells his product. And I think what's what's implied here is the person who's holding back the product, in this case, grain. Grain is something that obviously people need to survive. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the person who's holding it back, I think the implication here is he's holding it back to gain some kind of greater profit for himself or maybe to raise prices, mm-hmm. um, maybe to raise prices so that later on he can, you know, he can sort of price yeah, gouge. Create scarcity, yeah, yeah, create scarcity. And so... Um, yeah, there's a warning there to people. I, I think there's kind of this, if if the Lord has given us um, some kind of stewardship in a business or whatever it is, there's like a blessing, a value that that gives to society and a value that it gives to the person who's selling the product. Totally. And um, if you're withholding that, you're, you're withholding value, you're yeah. withholding sort of a common grace that helps people in need mm-hmm. and you're ultimately souring your own soul. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Man, I uh, I really don't have much more here unless you do, except <laughs> that uh, you know to to go and meditate um, hmm. on on this idea of um, you know we naturally take up a, a posture of seeking to be watered, seeking to be helped, hmm. um, you know, seeking the generosity and kindness of others, and uh, you know just to do that that spiritual inventory and practical inventory of am I living generously. Um, and, and am I kind of living 
this sort of Proverbs 11 life of, of um, withholding nothing but giving freely. Mm. Uh, and where else do we see that more fully but in the cross? Yeah. So for the great Billy Bean, Billy, we're getting dangerously close to the end of Proverbs 11. And then it's, uh, it's strange to say, because today as we record this, it's kind of warm outside. But then we're starting our Advent plan, man. So we're uh, we're getting real close to Advent season. It's coming. Um, but until then, we got a couple more days in Proverbs 11. So for the great Billy Bean, this is Will Carlisle. We'll see you tomorrow on our daily rhythm. Thanks for listening to our daily rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and our daily rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.